Me podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be touching on how social media as a whole and the whole industry behind it is flawed and it's deeply rooted in our society and is having very harmful implications that may not be able to be stopped. Once the genie is out of the box, it cannot be put back in. To start off, I want you to imagine, just close your eyes if you can, if you're not driving, (laughs) I want you to imagine an algorithm that knows us better than we know ourselves, that dictates what we see, that bombards us with fake news and advertisements, yet we need to access it. Otherwise, people will assume we don't exist if we're not constantly on it. And of course, that algorithm I'm talking about is social media. Social media as a whole, it was meant to be a beneficial thing. If you've seen the film The Social Dilemma or even The Social Network, which is the the story behind the founding of Facebook, you will know, oh, well, it was mainly meant for for beneficial reasons, to keep friends in contact, to help to help family, long-lost family members stay in touch, even if they're across the other side of the world. That's the, the best thing about it. But that really deep down is because of the internet and you can do all of that stuff on email now. Social media has now turned into a marketplace for people's attention uh, where companies bid to see how much attention they can gain and plaster their ad everywhere and try and just capture as many people as they can with these adverts and plaster you with products. And this is not a bad thing necessarily. It's just capitalism. It's um, companies trying to get the highest profit possible, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if it's done in a sustainable way. Yet what we don't realize is the hit are the hidden costs of social media. If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And the problem is with this is that people are now at the start when people were see a few ads, they'd they know they were ads and they'd sort of move on. Or if they were generally interested in the product in the product, they would maybe look further into it. The problem is now these companies are now saying that, oh, we're, we're targeting our people with ads, which means they should enjoy these adverts. They should get something out of it. And of course, they're framing it in that way to make it seem like it's all good there. Um, but really deep down, there is a, an external cost from the companies, which goes straight to the consumers. And that's the consumers sort of wearing down something in their brain deep down, which is getting kind of eroded each time they see this harmful content. You may think ads aren't harmful. I'm not just talking about the ads. I'm talking about the whole thing behind social media, all of the the pings and ping notifications and that constant stream of information. So going back to a primal level, so back when, like, I don't know, thousands of years ago when we were chasing the woolly mammoths. I'm not sure if we were alive at the same time, but let's pretend we were. I'm getting all of this off Ice Age. Um, the primal level, so... To be honest, I think we did two main things. Again, I'm, I wasn't around then, so I don't know. But I'm fairly sure we hunted quite a lot. And once we'd hunted, I I reckon they had quite a lot of time to just chill, build shelters, relax, have fires, dance around, chant and all of that. I could be very wrong. But let's say in a society, we used to hunt and relax. Now, what are we hunting for? We're hunting mainly for food. Let's say we're just hunting for food. Let's simplify it. So let's say 
there's there's an abundance of food and two competing factions right they both can eat at one point now let's say the food changes slightly and one one area has a lot more food than the other and this this uh group of people this faction can now eat with all the food but the one in the area with no food can't eat see um now what we may be able to see is that they can eat and we can't which is annoying for us but what social media is doing is it's not just limiting us to the other faction it's living it's like expanding us to the whole world which is very good if we want to keep in contact with family members but let's go back to the thing if we can't eat and we're seeing all these other people eating not just our close neighbors people across the other side of the world and say they're eating even better they're they're having i don't know sushi with the woolly mammoths and we're we're sitting around eating nothing if we if we're eating nothing and we're seeing everyone else eat that's going to be quite harmful to us we're going to think we might start thinking what's wrong with us why can't we get food why can't we eat um or these other people are so lucky we might start getting very jealous about it uh and that's basically what social media is doing instead of eating what it could be eating if you're really on the on the breadline and you cannot eat you could see all those youtubers and uh people on instagram doing those mukbangs mukbangs i think they're called where they just stuff their their faces with food but anyway i'm not here to rant about that um so instead of eating we can swap eating for experiences relationships or money so say you'll you've got a nine to five job and you hate it and you're not really enjoying it but yet you're scrolling through instagram where you see uh, other people having amazing experiences going on the thailand beach holidays um trekking around australia and you're sitting there and you're seeing all these other people eat uh, yet you are starving in the sense of in the sense of experiences which can be really harmful and it can have the same uh, effects as what i mentioned before about the primal thing about not eating it may make you feel bad like what's wrong do you and why can't you do that uh, and then of course that can be expanded to relationships with if you're if you're in a toxic relationship or if you're not in a relationship and you're seeing all these reels and tiktoks about you know things couples do and stuff it can make you feel quite bad um and money as well if you're struggling with money especially with this coming recession and you're seeing these uh like influencers splash their gucci bags and private jets that could also make you feel very bad and of course the argument is well you don't have to look at that because it's not actually plastered into your vision yet the point i made earlier about if you don't use this algorithm people will assume you don't exist it is definitely true in in my experience if you're not on it and you're not responding to messages people just ignore you from other things so if you see them in person they'll be like why why aren't you on instagram like i've sent you messages and stuff which is fair enough i mean you have instagram for a reason you'll you should reply to people but if you're not constantly on it people start to think something's a bit off um it's this whole culture of airing and ghosting people whereby you don't reply on purpose or you read the message and leave them on read and stuff i get that is a big well, a big a big thing in society and social media in general but some people just generally don't check social media every day and the people that do check social media every day don't understand that someone couldn't check it every day 
if that makes any sense. And it's going back to this dopamine-seeking reward loop that I touched on before. If you're not constantly checking it and you're yourself addicted to these notifications, you won't be able to understand how someone else is not addicted to those notifications and how someone else is not replying all the time to their messages, which means if someone is not replying to their messages constantly, you may generally, genuinely <laughs> assume that that person just doesn't exist and people start to think that their online presence also dictates their in-person presence if they're not online they're not offline and of course these um these uh social media companies want our lives to be kept below the standard of the posts that we're seeing because if we're seeing say if we're say if we're like super super wealthy and we're seeing posts of poor people we don't to see that that's not interesting to us that's just boring yet if we're poor and we see these posts of wealthy people we're going to start getting jealous and we're going to keep watching more of it because it's interesting in a weird way to us it kind of releases some sort of dopamine because we become jealous and we want to we don't want to see more of it but we end up seeing more of it because it's that sort of jealousy factor so our lives are kept mediocre by these social media companies because they want to keep us online. They want to keep our online presence on. They want us to be constantly checking our messages so we don't stop using the platform and so that we don't end up going offline and focusing on ourselves and achieving stuff. And they don't realize that people with the online presence, people with an online presence definitely can have an offline presence as well. It's just social medias are very heavily swaying everyone to be online. And I really do think it's having the impact of us not doing as many things offline. And by offline, I mean like getting real experiences because you see these experiences online and then don't end up doing them offline as much. It could be said the other way around. You could see a really cool place on holiday and you want to go there. But thing is, when you see these videos, say like, uh, on a really cool tree in Africa. You see a, a, an Instagram reel about it, and it's like top 10 places to visit in Africa, and it's like number one uh, cool tree. And you're very excited about it, and you go along. And of course, when you go there, everyone's going to be on their phones. You're, of course, you're going to see the tree. It's really cool stuff, but it's hyped up in such a way to capture your attention. And unfortunately, sometimes the real thing can seem a lot better than the offline thing. Um, which could, which is a big problem for relationships as well, because people expect these relationships to be like so smooth, so solid, no red flags, for example. And then when they see a red flag offline in, in real life, they're suddenly breaking up straight away. Uh, for example, a red flag, uh, that I saw recently on Instagram, which I've been trying to stop, but I need to reply to people. So, uh, a red flag, like, uh, red flag when guys wear skinny jeans for example and then if you end up dating someone who wears skinny jeans um, for example you could just subconsciously remember that thing you saw that random thing from a random account probably is a bot on tiktok or instagram that said oh it's a red flag if they wear skinny jeans if you see that them wearing skinny jeans it, it will subconsciously tick your mind to automatically putting them in a bad light and then if they do something a bit a bit off which could be considered 
uh, understandable normally, but you already have that downline on them. You're just going to get rid of them, and you're not going to you're not going to work through the red flags and change them to green together. Uh, I mean, obviously, some red flags are absolutely disgusting, like like murder. <laughs> I'm not going to lie; that's definitely a red flag, and you probably can't work through that very well. I mean, you can, but um, so red flags like are a thing. But I think the whole social media um, thing, way of capturing our attention again, because some of, so many of us are interested in relationships, is to provide so much content on relationships that the majority of it becomes meaningless and becomes actually very harmful to the real offline relationships. Um, I think that honestly just about sums up today's episode on why social media is flawed. Um, for my next episode, I know I said I'd touch on some, some solutions in this episode, but um, in my next episode, I am planning on doing a potential Q&A with a friend um, where we will touch on solutions and what can actually be done to help us work, forward, work through this uh, social media and the implications it has on society and how we can sort of improve that and move forward and try... As I said at the start of the video, the start of the podcast, you it's hard to get the genie back into the bottle. There may be a way to make a bigger bottle, get that genie inside of that. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the Manage Me podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Uh, or I don't know what it's called. Um, and share it as well. If you think someone find it interesting. Thank you.